Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. My guest today is the founder of the clothing brand Zero Fox Clothing. I'm speaking to Chad Nicholas. How you doing, brother? Hey man, all good. Thanks for having me. No worries. The first clothing brand, I should say, yeah. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, hopefully not the last. No, no, you won't be, bro. You won't be. But being first is always the best. That's it. That's yeah. it. So tell me how, how it all started, man. Why you started this thing. Um Pretty much, I I remember as a kid, I was always into skateboarding, that sort of stuff, as I think most people were. Uh, and I growing up in Christchurch, so I was in the skateboard scene a lot. And I just had always wanted to be that kid that had the new shoes and the, that nice new tee. And I would never really – I did get some of it, but not as much as I wanted it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just something about getting new stuff. And then I sort of went down the normal path about getting jobs and all that sort of stuff. And the more I got into other jobs – I realized how much it sucks working for other people, um, the politics and all that sort of stuff. So, and I, I guess I just always wanted something of my own and I'm not one to really do hobbies. Like I don't do any fitness. I'm super lazy uh, when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like I don't like being uncomfortable. So I just thought, yeah, like I've always liked clothes, always like art, especially I've always followed brands like, um, like Rebel 8 is a massive brand that I've always liked, famous stars and straps. And yeah, I've always followed them and then thought, oh, just why not? I've always been that person who thought, why can't I just do something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people think of it, they can think, oh, that could be cool, but nah, I couldn't do it. It's too hard. But for some reason, I've always thought, oh, I'll give it a whirl. And and I gave it a whirl. Yeah. So when, when you're <laughs> starting, sort of never stopped. <laughs> so when you're starting a clothing brand, like what's, what was it the original idea that you had? Was Zero Fucks the, the original concept or were you thinking of other names? Did you have any idea of yeah. what you actually wanted to do or was it one of those things that you just freestyled? Yeah, definitely freestyled. When I was about, so I'm 36, when I was about 24, I was with my kid's mum and her brother. We sort of hung out a lot and he was a tattoo artist or uh, well, up and coming. And we thought, oh, we'll start a brand. Even back then, it was in my mind. And we started a brand called On Parole Clothing. Right. And uh, But the thing was, I had a young family, had no money. I had no, I definitely wasn't mature enough. You know, I just thought, oh, this would be cool. It will be easy. And um, then when we sort of did that for a bit and didn't sell one shirt, to be honest, I don't think. We were taking just images we thought were cool getting them screen printed with hardly any money so that in, when that relationship sort of ended that left and I went and got a job and um, that was the first sort of play with it half-assed one I guess yeah um, then with this brand when I finally was like oh, I want to try that again there was another brand in Timaru doing quite well uh, they're not really around anymore called backflips and wasn't my sort of thing it was all motocross and that but I thought oh yeah, why not? Again, I saw them sort of doing all right. So I thought, oh, like I'll give it a whirl. And how I came up with the name was, you might remember Jimmy Jackson had a brand, you might still have it, um, called Cunt, C-V-N-T. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, I vaguely, yeah. vaguely, yeah. vaguely remember it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how big it went. And he was kind of big at the time. And I thought, man, that's genius. Like, that's really cool. Like, because it was, it's the word that nobody wants to say. Yeah. And but, but it was kind of a play on it. And I thought, man, that would be cool. So then I was sort of thinking about it, and that's how I came up with Zero Fucks, but with the X. Uh, I've seen it around on memes and that, spelling it with Ks and that, but I thought the X was way better. Yeah. Um, that's really how I came up with that 
yeah. And I was like, that's it. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. So do you design any of the the stuff yourself or do you work in conjunction with a designer? Yeah. So when I first started, I did it all uh, because I didn't have any money. Like I literally started with maybe two, 300 bucks. And then I did some designs and real basic stuff too. Like it would just say zero fucks and all that sort of thing. And it, and it was all right, but as especially lately, you would have seen it doing a lot more graphic stuff. Mm. So as I've started to earn a bit more money and the brand's sort of paying for itself a little bit more, I have a designer that it's pretty much 90% done by them now. Uh, I'm colorblind, hence why the brand's mainly black, white, and grays. Oh, so true. I never messed with colors too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would do things. I'd go to Helen Sons to buy a work shirt thinking it was light blue and it wife says oh, it's purple. Um, still rocked it, I don't care, but you know, I didn't want that to happen with the brand and get all colors mixed up. So yeah. Oh yeah. So how do you decide like yeah. what you want to print on shirts and hoodies and hats and cause it, it, is As it a long the designs itself? It, okay. Is it a long, tedious process? Like how long does it now, take for you? Most for brands, design? Yeah, man, it could take, I could come up with an idea. And if it's like a graphical one, like say the ones we've just done, so the uh, the Mr. Trippy shirt that I just brought out, play on Mr. Whippy. Yeah, I literally had that idea. I was like thinking of some Kiwi stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I just emailed or Instagrammed the designer that does it for me. I was like, hey, I got this idea. He's in Indonesia. I was like, in New Zealand, we have Mr. Whippy. I want to make it Mr. Trippy. And I sent him. Do you remember? You might remember the insert of. Eminem Slim Shady LP, and he has yep. the caravan and the two fat chicks. Yeah, I always loved that drawing. I was like, oh, let's make it a bit like that. So I was like, sent him that as I was like, can you do Mr. Trippy and this? And three days later, he came up with it, and I was like, oh, it's perfect. So yeah, three days. A lot of other brands are months. It depends on the thing, but I'm lucky because I can now. I've built up to print my own stuff. As soon as I got the design, I can print it. Where a lot of other brands, you got to go into production, and it's months. But I'm. I could come up with something tonight and print it tonight, if you know what I mean. So I'm a little bit different, which is how I wanted it. Well, I suppose you have more control that way as well, when you don't have to go through so many different parties just to create one shirt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How much is the printing machine? Uh, This one that I bought is just under 10K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can get, (laughs) yeah, you can get way dearer ones. Like this one I bought from overseas. It was brand new. Um, And, I was like, because what I was doing at the start was printing on vinyl. Actually, this m- machine here is a vinyl cutter. Oh, so yeah. what it what it does is I could do, say I wanted to have a just a zero fucks logo and it was just white. It will basically cut it out and reverse it. I heat press it on. And that's really good. Awesome. It got me first maybe two years into it. But the quality's not there and you're like and you're limited to what you can do because you can't do heaps of different crazy colors because it's literally just like a, a cutout, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I did that for ages. And then I was like, oh, it's not really, I brought out one or two colored designs. Uh, like I brought out one that was like a, a magic mushroom. Uh, and it said something like in your mind or something like that. And that sold hard out. I was like, Oh, well, th- I think this is where the brand needs to go. It needs to go to colors, graphics. No one in, that I know of in New Zealand is doing a lot of that. Alyssa used to do that stuff heaps. And that was and there. That was really cool stuff. I think they do a wee bit, but not really like Huffer and all these brands are just doing Huffer, or you know, because they their brand is you know big enough for that. So yeah, I just wanted. I thought that my brand would stand out if it was graphics, if it was colors, if it was um, 
and people, especially with like the the Mr. Trippy stuff and the New Zealand stuff, I want people to sort of be like, ah, oh, that was cool. Like yeah, the pinky and the brain one I brought out, people to think back to their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Because clothing... Try to get I, a bit of feeling behind it, you know? I'd imagine clothing uh, brands, they're one of those things that you build up over time. It's a slow burn. I mean, I know a lot of people that start yeah. a clothing yeah. label or uh, and... I don't think they really realize how much time and effort is involved. And then after a a year or two, they're like, Oh, how would this? Yeah. man. like, even like I knew it was going to be hard. Uh, and the first, to be honest, first year, I probably didn't sell anything. I sold, I was maybe sold some stuff to maybe some mates and I was sending stuff to, to camo MC, um, trying to get the brand out there and it was all just costing money. Um, but I could sort of, I was trying to see the long term. But it's mm. really difficult, man. It's a saturated market. Oh, Everybody, sure. especially now because brands like mine and other ones are starting to pop up and do okay. Everybody's like, oh, I can start a brand. And which is what I thought at the start. So I mean, no, no hate there. I was like, oh, I can do it. But I think you've got to, yeah, you need to understand how long it takes. And it's not even about the clothes, it's the brand itself. It's about people really feeling that brand. And that's what takes time. Um, and have that feeling you think it's something that you love it's not even the product it's that feeling it gives you so i think that's what takes time and i'm still building on it now you know it's taken i'm going four years and even now just coming into the stride i've changed a bit you know we went from nothing how to just crappy little logos to full graphics um now into that sort of bring out some releases to go back to like cartoons and you know that sort of thing. So it's even now I'm trying to find what works. It's um, there's no overnight success. And I've seen a lot of brands come up and come up and go because they think they'll just put a shirt on a website and it sells, but you've got to get the traffic there first. Man. Yeah. Well, that's you know? right. I think, I think yeah. it's pretty smart in how you did it. Cause you approached a lot of the hip hop dudes and stuff to try and uh, yeah. wear it and market it for you. Um, I mean, it wasn't even on purpose even like it just came about like the first time, the first person to ever hit me up was, um, was on Twitter. I got our first Twitter. I was thinking, oh, that'd be cool for a clothing brand. Twitter is a terrible idea for a clothing brand. If anyone has one, cause it just doesn't, <laughs> nobody can relate. Um, yeah. Twitter's good for dissing Donald Trump and like, you know, just whack news, but it's not great for a brand. But anyway, I had this Twitter and I got this, uh, I got followed by a guy called Ruckus Garvey. Do you remember Misfits of Science? Yeah, you know? bro. And they had that song, Falls Love. Yeah. And they had the big heads, like the yep. sickest song. Um, and I was like, what the hell? Like, I had like, he was like my third follower or something. So first thing I did was like, yo, if you want anything, I didn't have anything, but I was like, if you want anything. <laughs> and he was like, I'm always up for free stuff. And uh, he wore it in video clips and that. And I was like, oh, I'm always into hip hop and that sort of thing. So that's, and that was as soon as then I was like, oh, this is the lane I need to go in, hip hop. And then just randomly Camo hit me up. I, to be honest, hadn't heard of him, even though I'm a Christchurch boy. And then I met Ryan from PhD and all, yep. all these different people. And it just evolved. Like, it, I didn't go out seeking these people. They came yeah. to you. Yeah. And that, or we met mutually, even. You know, we just met on Facebook because I saw PhD were hip hop artists and we somehow became friends. And then we had each other up and just real organic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was no real seeking out. Yeah. That's cool though, because I know a couple of the dudes who've come on this show in the studio, mm-hmm. and they're rocking your gears, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you see that, it's kind of cool because you kind of don't. 
when you get an order, it's just a, an order. But when you actually see the person behind it, and that's what I try to build because that's important is the people that are supporting you. Because, I mean, they could go buy a shirt of a well-known brand for what I charge. But I think there's so many people want to support that smaller brand. And you know, I'll be walking down the street in Timur and someone's wearing it. And it still buzzes me out. And I'm not a massive brand, but it's still cool, you know? Yeah. And it's cool yeah. when I see that. I see someone on on your podcast. Uh, I'm not sure who it was. I think it was from One Outs. It wasn't Dealer. It was someone else wearing like oh, the Trazer. blue. What do you mean, Trazer? Logo. Yeah. I think it was Trazer. Was like, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you know, like, so yeah, no, nah, that's cool. Yeah. And it sort of makes you think, man, I have actually sort of made a dent, even though it doesn't feel like it sometimes, you know? Oh, I think you're quite well known in hip hop now. I think I, I definitely think that's the case. I mean, I'm personally a, a big supporter mm. of New Zealand brands. I don't I don't yeah. really get it when I see Kiwis rocking like New York caps and LA caps and stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and um, rocking all yeah. that like New York and I'm like, dude, you've probably never even been there. Like yeah. it's it's interesting how marketing is so key to a brand. You know, it's so, so key. Yeah. I, well, I remember. I mean, the... Yeah, no, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, like, look at your things like um, like Supreme and these brands. Uh, it's just a hoodie, a Gildan hoodie, for example, which is kind of the lower hoodies. And that's the brand they use. And they're selling them for three, four hundred bucks just because of the brand. It's kind of amazing, really. But like it's, yeah, it's. Amazing how they've done it, but it's also kind of sad too, you know? Yeah, I think people um, get manipulated uh, mm. or brainwashed into thinking the value of a brand is worth that much. So uh, like Beats by Dre, right? Those headphones actually aren't even that good. Mm. There's like way better brands out there. But yeah. just due to the marketing and the way Jimmy Iovine mm. marketed it, you know, having all these celebrities and big, big names yeah. rocking the, the headphones. They made it cool per se. So yeah. then all these people go out yeah. and buy it. I mean, it's brilliant, brilliant marketing, but um, that's just the way yeah. you're going to do it. Eh? Marketing is the key thing. So like, what's, what's, uh, what's one of the ways you yeah. market? Besides obviously getting um, um, people to wear the gears. Yeah, people wear it. Um, probably my, at the moment, or even since I first started, the biggest has been Facebook and Instagram, mm. for sure, just posting. And in my... And that's changed as well. When I first started, I was super naive, like, because I didn't know how to do anything. Anything I've done, I've just had to learn it and figure it out. Um, where luckily I kind of am quite inquisitive. I, if I think I can fix something or whatever, I'll go and do it. So I looked up best ways to market, but I used to just post the clothing. I'd be like, out now, we're doing this, we're doing that. Um, but, you know, after a while, that people don't want to see that. They don't. You can only you can only show so much product. So mm. um, over the years, I've sort of honed it to a lot more. You'll see, I put a lot of business quotes up. I put, a, especially lately, I put a lot of sort of um, like fail videos and just stuff to get people reacting. It's not the clothing all the time, um, and that builds a lot more of a following. I do some Facebook ads. It took a lot to figure that out. They're a nightmare, but um, finally sort of cracked that. And as soon as I cracked that, like I, I figured that out in March just as we were going into lockdown and then that month I did like 15 K and then I looked back the year before and I hadn't done 15 K in six months. So it shows how like you've got to have some sort of paid marketing, I think, unless you've got Kanye West or something on your brand. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the algorithm for things like Facebook keeps changing as well. So that means you've kind of yeah. got to, it's it's all working it out, trying to determine, okay, what's the best target audience? Is it male? Is it this age bracket between 20s yeah. to 30s? Um, do you have like a, yeah. a particular demographic that you hit? Like say, like your, your biggest base is in Christchurch or and um, young people? Yeah, I am. It's all around New Zealand. Uh, pretty, I'm, it's really big in the North Island uh, cool. as far as my sell through. Yeah. So, um, Auckland's massive, but obviously there's so many people there. Yeah. yeah Waikato's massive. I guess sales, just little things from, uh, cause Dills is in Foxton. Yep. I'll get randomly three or four sales from there, probably due to him only. Yeah. Um, and just like little weird little spots, but Waikato is real big for some reason. I get heaps from there. Christchurch, um, Invercargill is massive. Nelson Blenheim. So yeah, all over the place. Eh? Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of repeat business too. Yeah. Like I'd say probably 60% of people coming back, just buying the latest thing um, and that sort of thing. So, which is what you want. While also my Facebook ad, one of the ways I do it is, a lookalike audience, which is basically takes all those people that already love the brand and are buying looking and goes to look for similar people. And then, and that's how you get your new customers in. So oh. it's a bit of a, it's a dance sort of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. You've got loyal customers, bro. Did, um, did yeah. anything change during lockdown? Did you change anything in terms um, of your marketing model or what you're yeah. going to market? Like any, nah. have you got any, have you, have you got any like zero fucks COVID-19 shit? <laughs> No, nah, when that first started, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that because I've always been real mindful of being the, of cancel culture, you know, like, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be seen as taking advantage of it and Good all man. that sort of stuff. But, and I'm like, I'm real big with that. Same with the, the Black Lives Matter stuff because I've seen a lot of, well, not a lot, but a few New Zealand brands do it. And it's cool if you do it properly and you're giving money to a charity and that sort of stuff. But we really can't relate to that sort of stuff. If you know, I definitely can't. Like I grew up, white Christchurch areas, you know, so I don't want to pretend I do. And with COVID, man, I still had a full-time job. Uh, I was, so I wasn't struggling and mm. yeah, I didn't want to make money off that sort of stuff. Um, I still have moments where I'm like, oh, I should bring out a mask because everyone's doing it. But yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't sit well. So I just don't do it. Yeah. Oh, I've got my own mask that I printed and that's it. Yeah. That's cool. Have you got it on you? Man, no, I haven't. It's just a black mask, and then it's got. Um, actually, I'll show you. It's I have these are what I print for my neck tags. If you can see that. So oh, nice. Basically, I just heat press those onto the shirts. So it's basically that on both cheeks. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And I haven't even worn it because we don't need it down here. I don't catch the bus. Uh, <laughs> if I need it, then I hope I don't need it. But if I do, then I got one. Yeah. So um, I a guy hit me up who's a Steve. He's a big supporter. And he said I should get the mask. And remember that dude that had Devastate on his face, the tattoo? Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. I was going to bring out those. Yeah. And I looked into it and I was like, oh, no, that's dumb. Like, it's not dumb, but I just don't – it doesn't suit. But it's a cool idea, but yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only time I really considered it, just to take the piss. Yeah. I suppose – I know as a creative person that I have heaps of ideas and then they end up on the um, cutting room floor. Yeah. I suppose that's the same for you. you might yeah. you must have like a million ideas in terms yeah. of what you want to print on a shirt. Is there stuff you print yeah. and then you're like, nah, that looks whack, and then toss it to the side? Uh, more, no, nah, I don't really print it. It's more when I do the mock up. So I'm right. like, I'll have this a design that I think's awesome, 
and um and I'm looking at it, going, yeah, it's cool. But then I put it onto a shirt, and I can't get the right coloured shirt. It doesn't look good on black. It doesn't look good on white. So yeah, I just scrap it. Or after a few days, especially like I'll be real hype about a design, thinking this is going to go off, and then I go back to it three days later and go, oh, what was I thinking? You know? Yeah, yeah. So um, doesn't happen often, but um, but yeah, I always try and edit audit myself like that. I, wanna, I hate bringing stuff out and then people go, no, nah, it's whack. I brought out a shirt once that said the struggle's not real and it was kind of getting a play at thinking like if you think positively like not everything is a struggle mm. but i guess a lot of people kind of took that as because uh, there are a lot of people struggling they think well what? that is real i'm telling you and then so i had like a couple of people go oh no nah, that's not it that's not it so i took it down and that's all i you know so that's probably the one that i put out and was like oh no that is probably whack you know <laughs> it made sense to me and even actually when i was typing the, the i was explaining the shirt in the post my facebook post and then and um camo mc was like dude if you need to explain it you don't need to put it you shouldn't put it out I was like, that's gold advice right there really yeah true that true yeah. that if it doesn't hit straight away then it's not worth it yeah mm. so um what do you sell the most of is it shirts caps uh no nah, man i do a lot of caps uh or i did a lot of caps but they don't sell that well which is surprising because i i would get them made and i would think oh, easy to sell to ship but they just don't sell as well as a t-shirt and uh, hoodies, winter hoodies go off. That's all I'm doing at the moment is hoodies and the odd tea. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I think because they have afterpay, people are, don't mind, they'll get hoodies because they are quite pricey. I mean, 80 bucks isn't expensive for a general brand when you look at things like Huffer and that charging stupid money. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but when I first started selling, so the first after two years when I actually sold something was a little bit of everything, but now it started to be a bit more seasonal, which is funny. So whether that's just me getting better at bringing things out at the right time probably is. Um, but yeah, a lot of hoodies, a lot of crew necks. I can't get any crew necks at the moment because my supply is out. Um, and I'm just constantly getting hit up. Got any crew necks, got any crew necks. So yeah, but hoodies and I think coming into summer, it'll just be teas. Yeah. yeah. So do you use the same supplier for everything? So the same supplier that provides yeah, the man. shirts, the caps, mm-hmm. everything? Yeah. No. Uh, nah, caps um, are all made overseas, made in China. It's the only thing I get made overseas just because the price um, is – I can't com- – like, nobody in New Zealand can compete with that. Um, when I was only getting maybe 10 or 15 hats when I very first started, uh, I could get them done in Auckland and they get sent down here and fine. But if I'm doing more than 50, which are normally 50 at a time, then mm. – I just go to China and like a cap will cost me, man, in all realistic, 20, 10 bucks, you know, and it's real nice hat. And then I don't sell them. It means I can sell them a lot cheaper for people too. So that's what I like too. I don't think we should be, I hate charging heaps for stuff that you could go to the Hallenstones and get the same quality, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a business, right? So you have to, you have to be cautious that you don't yeah. overprice it, but then from a business sense, you need to be making money as well. So I suppose it's difficult to yeah, work exactly. out that balance. So if, yeah. If I can get the, yeah. And that's the hard thing. Cause I've changed my pricing a lot. When I first started teas were 34 bucks, um, but I wasn't using good. Oh, they were reasonable quality, but not what I'm using now. Mm. Um, and then slowly I was like, oh, look, I'm not really making enough to cover the business. It's not worth it. The time, especially because I'm making it myself. So I'm printing myself. I'm not just sending it off. So then I put them up a little bit, but every time I've done something like that, I've made sure the quality was better. I'd put a handwritten thank you note in there, which I do with every order or just something to give more value, which I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool, man. But I'm kind of at the sweet spot now, really. Yeah, like now the pricing's pretty sweet. I can't see it going up anymore um, because if I don't, if I wouldn't pay what I'm charging myself, then I'm not going to charge it. That's kind of my my the way I look at it. That's a that's a good motto to have, actually. Have you um yeah. have you reached yeah. out to any of the big dudes like uh you know David Dallas and Sid and um, Scribe and all those guys? Are yeah. they are they aware of yeah. it? So I had uh, I've. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Scribe's got some stuff already. I've sent stuff to him. Yep. He, I've got a hat here. Um, this one here signed by Scribe and that's part of the raffle, uh, for, cause we got, I got selected to go to agenda in Las Vegas. It's like a, the massive trade show that all the big brands go to, to you know, get seen. And yep. so, yeah, he signed that and, uh, he's always posting our stuff. Um, yeah. Young Sid, I don't know if he goes by Young Sid anymore. No, he goes he, Sid Diamond. Sid Diamond. Sid, Sid Diamond, yeah. yeah. He's had some stuff I sent to him in the early days. Um, and, yeah, no, not David Dallas because, see, they, all those big guys, they're on things like Federation and, and these big brands they've already got in there and they've got the money that I don't have. Where, um, and, and saying that, I want to support the, the people that are coming up too, you know. For sure, um, man, for sure. I don't, I'm coming up, so I want them to come up. So, you know, where Camo's been on like maybe three years and – you know, it's been awesome. And I think people are more likely to get, see these guys day to day and look up to them than these big guys, if you know what I mean, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's cool that you're based yeah. out of a like little, I, little town like Timaru, bro. Like that's, that's cool. Cause yeah. you would think that a yeah. clothing brand would be based out of Wellington or based out of Auckland, yeah. but it's cool that you're, yeah. you're in, in Timaru, like a small little town. Yeah. You probably um, don't have the distractions Nah, not really, man. And the good thing is, like, I still work a full-time job, uh, and it's ten minutes home. So as soon as I finish work, I'm printing. Uh, so you know, I don't awesome. have that hour commute like a lot of people. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it is really good. Like, I like a small town for those reasons. Uh, I miss a lot of stuff, like you can't go and get you can't get Uber Eats and just the general <laughs> stuff. But overall, lifestyle is really good, though. Like, you know, like cheap cheap houses or cheap houses. Um, you know. I get sick of seeing the same people all the time, but it's just something you have to live with. It's funny because I know everyone's business. I know a lot of Aucklanders <laughs> who don't even know where Timaru is. Eh? Like I remember talking yeah, to a few. Probably. I was like, I mentioned I was talking to you, and they're like, "Oh, where's he from?" And I go, "Oh, he's, he's living in Timaru." I was, "Oh, is that near Napier?" Oh, I'm like, "Bro, it's not even in the <laughs> North Island, yeah. man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's amazing yeah. to me that yeah. so many people don't know where it's it just is. A, no, but it's not actually that small. So we've got almost 50,000 people here. So it's not tiny like you would think, especially if you haven't heard of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not tiny. Um, but compared to Auckland, oh, Hamilton, yeah. Dunedin, yeah. yeah, it's small. You know, Cause but, it's, how um, how far yeah. is the drive from Timaru to Christchurch? Two hours. Two yeah. hours. So it's not far. No. Do you, um, yeah. do you go We're market? In the sweet spot. Two hours to Christchurch. Two hours to Dunedin. Oh yeah, true. The, yeah, that is the sweet spot. Do you um, do you go to Christchurch much yeah. to try and like market your stuff, like at at, at, at gigs, at hip hop gigs or anything? Nah, nah, I never have. I went to one, uh, which was run. Um, it was kind of like a, mm, I don't know what you'd call it, kind of like a hip hop day. I guess they had a bit of dancing and sort of stuff, but it wasn't worth my time. It was just, yeah, like the trip up there. I think I sold like one hat and I'll tell you who you might, I'm not sure if you know, do you know who hoodie time is? 
Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, hoodie time. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was to, I sold one head to him. Yeah, and that was that because there was just no the where it was. Uh, I don't think anyone had any money. Like they didn't expect to go out to be able to go and buy stuff. You know what I mean? Like there was just so yeah, not really. I've never looked into it. Like I just feel as though my time's better spent marketing online. Yeah, I have talked with Camo a few times, like with gigs and that. But once COVID happened, it sort of well, there's nothing happening really. Yeah. I wonder if you could market at something like Pacifica or Polyfest or even the Hip Hop Summit. I wonder yeah. if like uh, yeah, you, possibly could I. Yeah, you probably have to talk to the right people mm. um, to see it, I, if it's plausible. Yeah, I did look into um, the uh, Foreign Rotary Nationals because they have those here in Timaru. Yeah, um, and I thought that'd be perfect to have a stall. And they wanted like seven hundred bucks for a day. I was like, I'm not paying that. There's no way I'm making that money back. You know, that's crazy. Hell? So I don't know if does that. And I don't. Maybe that's normal rate, but I'm not paying that. <laughs> seven hundred bucks. Yeah, that's I don't make crazy. that sort of money. Yeah, yeah. So what's uh, what's the plans for yeah. the future? And I might, might do all right. What's the, the plans brand. for the future in terms of the brand? Is there anything you haven't done that you want to do? Um, oh, there's heaps. My main goal, to be honest, is to take it full time. Like I hate working. Like I have a cruisy job <laughs> as well. Like and it's, yeah, yeah. it's a good job. I make good money. But you know, it's not. It's hard when you've got something else that is everything to you. You know, apart from your family, your kids, and that. This is it. For like, it's what it's all I think about. It's all I do. Um, and it's, you know, if I'm not printing, I'm thinking of something, I'm talking to someone and it's been that long now that it's just ingrained. So yeah, to take it full time is really key. That's my next thing. Yeah. Still have a lot to achieve. I, you know, like I want to get to a certain dollar figure, not that that's everything, but you know, that will allow me to have a lot more freedom. And I think the brain would take off. If I had a lot more time. We'll take off more. You know? Yeah, well, it's all about the marketing and you have to be invested in the product 24-7, but then you've got bills to pay as yeah. well. I mean, look, I'm, I'm the same. I wish I could do podcasting full-time mm. and be like Joe Rogan, but um, yeah. you've also got to be realistic yeah. with your goals, right? I think some people live in a bit of a delusional yeah. headspace. They just think, oh, yeah, it's all, all right. yeah. it's all great. It's it's all going to work out for me. It's it's all going to be instantaneous. And it's like, nah. Because you, didn't yeah. you do a, you did nah, a podcast, it didn't take you? years, man. You did a podcast recently? Yeah, I still got one. I've, uh, yeah, so there's, I've got one called the Zero Fucks podcast, but I'm still kind of figuring out exactly what it is. So it's a little bit of business, a uh, little bit of comedy, that sort of stuff. So I've done two episodes. Uh, one was just a welcome and then one on haters because we've had this troll for years with the brain, which has just been a nightmare. So I sort of spoke on that. And the next one, I don't know what it, I'm thinking, maybe something on community, but I've just had no time. It's all been printing and people's orders that are paying that's what comes first yeah even yeah, though yeah. content's king but i gotta get there you know i gotta look after the customers so that's what comes first and that's all it's been lately so yeah, when you when, when you finish work and you come home and you start like yeah. you start printing obviously yeah you spend the whole night mm -hmm. printing and then what do you send that like, put that in a box or yeah send it out to all yeah, the man yeah pretty much all the people like so the i like day. yeah so i'll um yeah, so I'll basically do the oldest first, obviously. Makes sense. And I just print off the orders. So these are just ones for tonight. Um, and then, yeah, print them off uh, if I don't have any already printed. Normally, I try to print them as I go because I don't like having – the whole reason I started trying to print myself was I didn't want to have dead stock. I guess I wasn't confident enough that I would – whatever I brought out, people would just buy and sell out like most brands. They'll 
bring out two designs, sell them all, and buy more. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to just print. If it doesn't sell, then I can do something else. Um, so then, yeah, so I'll print, I'll print those orders and I just pack them as I go. So I'll print one, um, which is a little bit involved. Like you have to spray it then you have to print it. They spray it, heat press it, print it, heat press it, and then fold it, tag it. How long does that take? Note, put it in a bag, uh, from an order, uh, one order, say just one shirt might take me 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. That's not from too start long. to finish. Yeah. Nah, where it gets a bit time consuming is the, the bigger orders. So like a lot of orders I get are over sort of 150 because they take advantage of afterpay. So it might be three hoodies. So then one order is all of a sudden taking 20 minutes and that sort of thing. But so yeah, I'll just come home and I'll print. Um, it gets stressful as well. Like if I've got like um, something on that I've Wednesday night, I don't print because my daughter's come for dinner. So that's off. Like, so that's one night out. Um, we have people coming through the house cause it's on sale. So that's out sometimes. So yeah, it's just or juggle. Okay, so it's it's almost almost a seven day job, seven days yeah. a week, three sixty five oh, days a year. Yeah, it's definitely seven days, no matter what, because if I'm not printing something, I'm getting a design done. I'm posting on social. I'm doing something else. Plus, I've got now that I got this print, I started doing some printing for other brands which I'm going to start cutting down because it's starting to affect the time frame on my orders. Yeah. Um, but there's a, another brand that I actually helped start a little bit in Christchurch called Beast Within. It's a gym brand and I've done some stuff for them, but that's two nights gone that I can't do my own brand. And that's really, so, so there's extra things as well that I've sort of taken on probably been not too much at times, you know, yeah, easy yeah. to do when you see the dollar signs, but after a while, it doesn't become worth it. You got to, where I have to learn and I'm still learning is time, my time compared to the dollar figure that's coming in, you know? So I could spend five hours on something and I've charged whatever, probably made nothing, just stress myself out, <laughs> but I've made them happy, which is easy to do, you know, try and make, you try to uh, be a yes man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But um, you don't want to, you don't want to compromise that. your time and quality as well. Right. So it's, yeah, comes back exactly. to the whole and that's thing. what I've realized. Yeah, right. yeah. you've got to, if I'm helping other people, which I always do, like I have that many brands come and ask me things and all that sort of stuff, which is sweet. But yeah, uh, lately it gets to the point where it's taking away a little bit from the quality of my stuff. And that's the most important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How much has um, the Broke Artist podcast uh, changed with the brand? Like, because I know you market a lot of stuff on there and you do promotional stuff on there. Have a lot of people been exposed yeah. to the brand through that podcast? Yeah, I think so. Like subconsciously, like I don't get a lot of people hitting me up saying, oh, I saw it on here or uh, like they have a discount code, which um, I didn't see the last one. So I'm not actually sure if uh, Ryan's still pushing it, which is sweet. But um, at, when we first sort of hooked up, we were pushing it pretty hard because he wasn't doing his clothing and all that sort of stuff. And I was getting the odd through, like it would come through with the discount code and that sort of stuff. But I mm. think in a whole, especially in the hip hop world, people are seeing it. Like I don't expect, um, like pure example, say I advertised with you. I don't expect people to come and buy all the time because a lot of it is just being seen. And they say, I've seen that somewhere, you know, and it's just a, a slow build. So it very rarely I'll give clothing to someone, even a big name and just get orders. The only person that happens with is the hood brothers. If I give them stuff, cause they got such a, like, you know, the hood brothers, YouTubers. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if you've heard of them. Yeah. But, yeah, I've heard yeah. Of them. 
I've done some stuff with them. And if I'm not getting sales, I'm getting followers. And I don't do a lot with them because they, you know, they're busy and they do a lot. But every time I have, they've got that loyal following. So, but yeah, generally it's just, yeah, always being seen. Same with the rappers and that. I don't get people coming and buying just because Camo had it, but they'll like all my posts and all that stuff. And it's all just a community. And that's what's important, you know. I'm not looking to sell to every single person. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I think even with me with this podcast, I think I have followers as to how many of them actually even listen to one or watch one. I have no idea, you know, um, but it's one of those yeah. things yeah. that you just build that's up. Real, really common then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real yeah. Common. But what I've found lately as well, like, because as I was trying to work out the Instagram and all that sort of stuff, I would do courses that would say, hey, you need to follow uh, as many people as you can from a similar brand. So I would go to like say Rebel A and I'd follow all their followers because I know they're aligned. They like my brand. The problem with that is when you get all, you're following all these people, they might follow you back, but none of them are buying anything. Um, so people, I guess it's that old story. You better to have 2000 engaged followers than a million that aren't buying or aren't really interested. They're just, they're just vanity metrics basically, you know, um, but what I've found lately is people have been sending me how I know I'm getting a bit more engaged following is people are sending me designs. They're sending me memes that they think I would like to post. Like this is zero fucks hard post. You might want this, you know, so they're actually reaching out, which took yeah. ages to get like, it feels like no one gives a shit. It's just you putting stuff out, putting stuff out and they nobody giving anything back. Um, but eventually, yeah, that starts slowly starts to happen. Um, and you're like, oh, right, I'm reaching someone here. You know, they're, they're vibing with the brand or, or vibing with what we're doing. So they're, we're becoming more of a community. And that's what sells. You know? Yeah. And, and I it's think fun it, too. And I think a lot of people get so caught up in the numbers and how many likes yeah. and things you get where it's like, well, it's not necessarily always about that. It's about yeah. the brand itself yeah. or the quality or what you're selling. Is it is it engaging? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's easy yeah. to get trapped in that yeah. mindset, particularly oh, with social man. media. Oh, I did, man. Like, even now, like, I want I want to get to 10K so I can get the swipe up and send everyone to my website and all that. But in the grand, grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. I, um, unless they're all engaged and all buying, then it matters. But, you know, uh, probably 30% of the people that follow you are actually, you know, engaged followers, I would think. Unless you're, yeah, like someone like Joe Rogan or the Hood Brothers or someone that, they're really out there personalities, which a brand isn't. It's hard to get that because I, I'm not really the face of it all the time, like a lot of brands are. Like I'm not on there going, "Hey guys, swipe up, look at me, deals on, whatever." Like I don't, yeah, I don't do that because I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. Um, where a lot of these other like um, influencers and that they are, so that's why they've got this big following because people relate to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, I, I'm yeah. I'm similar so to you. I don't really have my face on a lot of stuff. It's usually about the guest, but yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to force myself yeah. to do it more. I feel like a bit of a narcissist sometimes. Yeah. Really, you, yeah. you kind of, what, from what I understand, like, and what I've been reading is these days you have to, um, like I've even seen big brands. Like I keep mentioning Rebel Light purely just cause they are a big influence. Josh who owns that. He started a podcast and he was real behind the scenes. Like, shy didn't want to know about it it wasn't about him it was about the brand but he's doing videos and all that so you can see these other brands and if they're doing it you you know that that's what people want they want to see behind the scenes because we're so involved in everyone now because i can see 
you post something, I can see your living room. Oh, shit. You know, how often would you see that of a someone in my living room or I can see Joe Rogan's backyard or we're so close now because of the internet. And so things have just changed where before the internet and websites, you had to go to a shop and you had no idea who had to do with it. You don't know who designed it. You don't know who, you know. So I'm glad I didn't start a brand back then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you ever do um, like posters? No and, like posters, I suppose? Zero posters fuck. as far as? Like, oh, you could do your own zero fucks posters. Oh, like posters to sell? Yeah. Yeah, I have looked into it, man. Like, I got this one here um, that I've had printed off. Oh, like nice. The Donald Trump one. Yeah, and like, yeah. I thought about like, like this sort of thing. Like, I got some others to sell, but I haven't really um, looked hard into it. Uh, there's a brand in Aussie called Shock Mansion. They have a, a website that does heaps of random sort of posts and that, but they have a brand and they sell them on there, uh, and which is, and you can buy them framed and all that. So maybe, maybe, but um, it's easy to try and do too many things at once. Yeah, well, you really need to hire someone to do that, eh? But then you need the to be making yeah, the, the the awesome income to uh, make it plausible. Yeah, yeah. So the first stage is to be able to pay myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it mean, I, I've I've found yeah. even with this podcast um, that um people people would come in the, to do the show and they they were like, "Oh, you're doing it all by yourself." I'm like, "Yeah, man." They thought I had like a sound guy or a video guy. I'm like, "Nah, nah." All on my own, man. Yeah. 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 I think the same here too, man. Like I get, I'll get messages going, oh, how come my order hasn't come? And it's been like two days or something like that, which is fine. That's what we're used to. We're used to this instant sort of stuff, you know, our, our lead time, for example, like, because it is just me doing everything, like no one else does a single thing. Purely because I don't have anyone. Like I don't, in Timaru, like I don't have a lot of mates and that is said I'm from Christchurch. I got my wife, my two daughters, and that's about it, really. Um, mm. And I kind of like it like that because I don't particularly like people in general, if you know what I mean, unless they're like real close circle. Um, but yeah, it leads me to being sort of overwhelmed and that sort of stuff. So I think they think, yeah, I've probably got some big production thing as well. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's just one dude, same as you, figuring it out, trying to get everything as quick. And our lead time, I think I was going to say, is 10 to 14 working days because of that. Um, but your item's getting hand-printed by one person. It's not in a factory. It's getting tagged. It's getting pressed and bagged by one person. It's a lot more special than mass production overseas, I think, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I think it's. Uh, um, I think Kiwis need to support New Zealand brands more, I think. Yeah. I think we yeah, too... I see bits and pieces of it, but not a, not a lot. There's a, a lot of that. A lot of that people like, they don't like to see people succeeding in that. They'd rather just support Tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, happens yeah. a lot, man. And I see it with, well, you see it everywhere. Even like Israel Adesanya, that sort of stuff. The dude's an absolute legend. But people are still find a way to bring him down, like Kiwis. It's like, what are you up to? All Blacks, you know. But that's, that's just, I don't know if that happens everywhere. I think it's worse here. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's definitely a, a New Zealand thing, trying to stay yeah. humble or whatever you want to yeah. call it. But um yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it. Eh? I don't like it. I don't. I don't yeah. like that. We 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 get influenced a lot by America. I find yeah. very easily, yeah. very very mm. easily. I mean, I've been to America. Yeah. It's nothing like here. 
Uh, yeah. You know, even even the language, even though you're talking, you know, yeah. Americans don't talk the same as Kiwis. No, like I got, me and my wife, we got married in Vegas. And yeah, you did right. It's like another world. It's like another planet. Um, really, it's that different. Yeah. And people, they're not, not the same at all. Like we're, I actually think we're probably kind of unique in the, in the way we act. Um, but I think a lot of that is kind of negative too. Like the shit I hear on the news and the bringing everyone down, like the government and all that. It's like, I don't know. I don't, why waste your energy? It just it makes me tired listening to it. I don't know how people listen to like talk back and that all the time. Cause God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just, yeah, it's just, I, you hear more negativity than anything these days. Oh, for sure. Um, and especially with people trying to do something well, trying to do something different, like starting a clothing brand is not easy. Starting a podcast, it ain't easy. And you're putting yourself out there. And I think a lot of these people, are like, oh, how can they do that? Oh, it's probably easier for me to just shit on them than try and do something positive for myself, you know? And it doesn't feel natural to go, hey, man, well done. That was really, you're doing it really well. Like, that's crazy, you know? Um, because that's we're not used to that well yeah. i think i i think most um, people who do that i mean the people that i know who do that uh pretty much nobodies they don't really do anything you know they live pay week to pay week and oh, they yeah. they don't want to get outside of their comfort yeah. zone but um anyone who takes a risk i think uh i've i've got a lot of respect for you know I, i've yeah. got a great appreciation like, for it yeah the prime thing even with that was um like when ryan's that uh, from Brocata started doing his clothing. I messaged him because he was sort of promoting it. And I said, oh man, like if you want to just promote yours and not zero folks, that's cool. Cause you know, you want to do your own thing. And he was like, nah, I want to do both. And I was like, damn, that's sweet. Like, you know, he didn't have to do that. He could all out just go broke artist, broke artist, look at my clothing, but to have both. And I was like, I just felt that was really supportive of what I was trying to do as well. And I think that's the more, more the stuff we should try and see. Instead of go like he could have just messaged me, guy, like I'm done with you because I got my own thing going. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of refreshing to hear mm. that sort of thing. That might be the American. Why <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a really good guy, Ryan. Yeah. Eh? Like I've got a lot of admiration and respect for that guy. I mean, if I'm ever having a day yeah. where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so over this, I don't want to do it anymore. I can just like yeah. listen to him, um, watch one of his. Uh, podcasts or see one of his posts or something and it, and it motivates me because he is a grinder that guy yeah. he hustles a, like I, s- I see him getting up at four to go what what is he's like a glass cutter or something like that I think so and then yeah. he does a then he so he works all day to whatever four he's got a family and then he does the podcast it's like dude where's your energy come from and he yeah. does music and stuff as well yeah I don't know where he gets music. it man he's a mis- machine man he's yeah. full on machine though. Yeah, underrated as uh, I think. Like I think they either both him and Anime deserve a lot more than they get. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For a lot of other people as well, like that podcast in general, like he won't be getting much out of it apart from putting everyone else on, you know, which is awesome to see. Well, I think he does it for the love of it. That's really why he does it. Yeah. And you have to love what you do. Yeah. Like I mean, you couldn't do your clothing label if you hated it. Nah. Oh, absolutely not. Nah. And that's the thing. I think it's really important to find something that you do love doing. Um, because I have this thing, I'm really scared of regret. So I kind of get, I get this thing. I don't want to get to the point where I'm 50 or 60, uh, and be like, I wish I'd done that. Or I wish I'd tried that. 
even if I tried it and it didn't work, at least I gave it a go. Um, you know, like I've seen uh, some of my family and my mum and, and dad and that sort of thing just maybe not take risks because it's different generation. You know, they didn't have what we have to explore and see what everyone else is doing. But I just don't want to, yeah, I'm really scared of being 60, 70 in a housing court flat on the pension, you know, and that motivates me, I think. You know? For sure, man. I I am exactly the same. I don't want to get to the end of my life and have nothing to show for it, you know. And it's yeah. not necessarily even, even about my, the whole positions thing, but it's it's about, yeah. you know, just knowing that you did something, you put yourself out there and you did this, 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 and this. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just thinking about it, it just, yeah, it makes me nervous. Like I just, I feel nervous thinking that could happen, you know? So, um, which I think is a good thing. It's a good thing, man. Like, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to look back on the deathbed and just be like, what if, um, it's just ingrained. I don't know why. Um, it's just the way it is. Yeah. But it's a good it's a good thing to have, man. Motivation, drive, yeah. ambition. I find yeah, I think so, yeah. I find if I hang around too many people that are the opposite of that, it, mm. I start to subconsciously be affected by it. So I try to yeah. avoid that at all costs. Yeah. Being around yeah, being yeah. around positive uh, people. Same. Yeah. And that that's what I sort of uh, it's it's funny though the positive people I have more positive friends that I've met on like through the internet like Camo Ryan and then this group of people that are all positive if you're having a bad day you message and they'll be like nah it's all good then I do physically if you know what I mean like like mm. I don't have that sort of stuff around me so um, more negative if anything like the people at work I had a person work for me and they were just everything was a nightmare a customer would come in and he'd be like, oh here we go gosh you know just and the energy you feel it and it drains you and the dramas and it's um yeah when you get home you like i I think we do feel a feed off that you know what i mean like you got to surround yourself with positive people and you can do it even if they're not around you and that's something that i've realized eh? like even just a facebook message to to someone and as like they go nah it's all good you've got this it's all you need you know but just someone to actually believe in believe in you yeah yeah for sure for sure i mean i um yeah it's interesting because if you think of like someone who's on the benefit compared to say some yeah. massive as ceos on four four million or 30 million or something you notice that those two yeah. worlds never collide and no they, not at yeah. all Unless, unless you know, their family or something, those worlds don't collide. And it's primarily yep. because those two people have a completely mm. different set of values in terms of their motivation and drive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely, man. And I think the way I grew up was like I had, you know, we weren't poor, but I had my mum was an alcoholic, like chronic alcoholic, and my dad wasn't really around. And I went one way, so I was like, I'm going to go the other way. Like I can't, I can't go that way. But I think what I see majority of the time, most of the time people, you, you're going to go the other way and go, well, my parents are like that. So now I'm like that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's really common. Um, but for luckily for some reason, for whatever reason, I don't know why in my brain, I was like, I've got to do something different because I can't end up like that. Um, so I think that's a lot of it too. Like people think I'm hopeless because my family or where I come from, is hopeless but it's not like that you know what i mean like you can do anything you really want to do but it's just 
figuring it out and yeah. trying to get out of that fucking lull of just negativity and and poor me, you know, and going, no, forget this. Like, I can do whatever I want to do. How am I going to do it, you know? Yeah. And it can be a, a society thing as well, right? A product of your mm. environment, so to speak. So if that's mm. all you see, then yeah. it can be very difficult to try and escape that world, I find. Um, oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, um, yeah, like I must have come across somewhere that to get this thing in my mind that I wanted to do something different. But yeah, you're right. There's people that that's all they know and they don't go anywhere else. They don't see anything else. They don't travel. So that's it. The whole family's on the benefit. Well, that must be what I go and do. Or I go to the meatworks. Nothing wrong with meatworks. But what I mean is like trying to start a business or achieve higher than that. Um, you know, so I'm just going to follow in their steps and I'm going to do that. I'm going to retire. And yeah, but there's something. And if they don't see anything else or experience anything else, that's it. And it's not their fault, you know, in some ways. Yeah, that's why I, I try to encourage everyone, man. I'm like, you need to keep uh, a good network of people and venture outside yeah. of your area. I know a lot of people back in mm. the hood that are still in the hood. And I'm like, yeah. oh. like I moved out of West Auckland five years ago now. And I go back there sometimes yeah. and I see some of my friends and I'm like, you guys are in the exact same position you were five years ago, still doing the same thing day in, day mm. out. And I'm just like, man, yeah, I just don't yeah. know how and you that, do that. That's, that's that ball of regret that makes you feel nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, just being like that man like it just i don't know i guess they're comfortable maybe they they and maybe even afraid of trying something different you know it's and easier because they're surrounded by the people that do the same thing every day and they're all just get home from work they have spots and then they watch tv and then they go to bed whatever but that's it they don't do anything different and they're around the same people all the time and they're not reaching out to try and learn or listen to a podcast about something they're interested in to maybe spark an idea, you know, because they're just doing that same thing. Yeah. 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 Man, this is deep stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, but I think like a lot of it, like it's important though. Like I think people, when they, if, if I didn't see other brands and I'm not really talking New Zealand brands because I can't really think of any that actually made it without big money like iLab and that sort of stuff. But I'm talking like humble brands mm. overseas and anyone, even just anyone doing something massive. If I, if you haven't seen that it's possible, then, you know, it's not possible in your mind. But like the thing is, it is possible. But it's yeah. slow. It takes time. You need patience. And that's one thing that I never had and I've had to learn it. I know that I'm not going to blow up overnight and I don't want to either. Cause most things that blow up overnight only last, you know, short term, but it's, um, there'll be days where I don't get any sales and I have to remind myself, you know, it's all good. Keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. And I think that's the important thing, you know, just keep moving. For sure. Every day is not going to be great. And you just gotta, you gotta press on for every day. That's bad. There's yeah. probably a day following that's good. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they think, oh, New Zealand, it's too small. You can't be a success here, but we've proven time and time again, you know, we rise to the occasion as the underdogs, you know, the all blacks 
pretty yeah. much the best sports yeah. team in the world. Israel Adesanya, the city kickboxing, you know, they're, they're making moves on yeah. the world stage, even like visual effects companies like Weta, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's so many different areas where we rise to the occasion, despite having a, such a small population. Yeah. And even with mm-hmm. COVID, you know, the world's looking at us and how we're handling yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think with the internet, it's even easier now, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get people listening to my podcast who aren't even from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, um, which is kind of cool where they get to see an insight of how we think and how our minds tick. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool. And I mean, and you've got to wonder how these people find these things. Like, I didn't get a lot of overseas orders, but I've had some from the states. I had uh, uh, Capadonna from Wu Tang just randomly message me going, oh, "Your shit's fire." Do you want to send us some? I mean, how the hell does that happen? And, you know, like, I was like, um, Pink's DJ um, was like, hit me up, Kid Cut Up, his name is, and was like, shit's awesome. I was like, what the hell? I was like, you know, so with the internet, people can just find you, just some little tiny brand or podcast or musician and sparks things, you know, things can happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good place yeah. to wrap up, my bro. Um, so if anyone wants to yeah, follow man, you, good. Um, where's, yeah. where's the best uh, social media pages to go to? So you can go, so Facebook, it's just uh, at ZeroFux, Z-E-R-O-F-U-X. Um, and I get way more engagement on Facebook. Um, so um, I reply to everything. Anyone writes anything, if you message me, I'll reply back no matter what. If you just want to yarn, I'll just yarn. I don't care. Um because it's a community. I don't think I'm better than anyone just because I make some clothes, you know? So yeah, hit me up, say hi. Uh, Instagram is at ZeroFucks Clothing Co. So um, yeah, so it's the same, but just Clothing Co. Uh, check us a follow. Still trying to get to that 10K to swipe up. Um, but yeah, I post all sorts of stuff, funny memes, quotes, um, but cool quotes, not real cheesy ones. Um, yeah, so yeah, come check us out and yeah. um, say hi. And yeah. what's your what's what's your website? Because you have a website as well. Yeah, zerofux.co.nz is the website. Nice. Yeah. Sweet bro. Well, hey, I'm I'm glad that I finally got to chat with you because we've had a few chats yeah, online. Man. And um yeah, yeah I, I wanted to tee this up because you know you're the man, bro. Yeah. I, I admire yeah. what you do. That's no, good. Thanks. Good to have another have a clothing brand on. And yeah, and I hope you have some more. Uh, because you know, I want to see other brands come up. It's not all about me and I, no one's competition to everyone like just help everyone out so yeah it'd be good to see yeah well i thought about doing maybe a kiwi talks like clothing brand or some merchandise or something at some point so if i do do that bro i'll definitely be hollering at you for some advice man yeah do that easy no problem sounds good <laughs> cool man all right well that's the show everyone make sure you share like and subscribe and until next time stay safe